Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. Welcome back to a fresh episode of The Wake Up Call. For those of you who are brand new to this show, welcome. My name is Jesse Fuller. I've been a personal trainer for about 15 years now. And today's topic of discussion is on lifting straps. So figure eight straps, figure nine straps, lifting hooks, any kind of strap or wrap craning aid, should you use it? Yes or no? We're going to talk about the pros, the cons, the benefits, and the drawbacks. And I am quite opinionated on this topic. I have a very big opinion, and I'm going to tell you what it is. But I'm also going to preface that by stating I used to have a very different opinion. The opinion I used to have as a young gym instructor and PT when I was 17, 18, 19, 20 years old was, if you use lifting straps, you're a pussy. You're fucking weak. You need to sort your shit out. Get your straps off. Put some cork on. Grip the bar hard. Get tough. Build the calluses. Otherwise, you're a bit of a princess. You're a bit of a softy. You need to toughen up. That's what I used to think. Now, I think slightly differently. And the reason I think slightly differently is because I have a much more well-rounded perspective and understanding behind it. Okay, you have to have an understanding of why you do or don't use a particular training aid. So back in the day, I would see people who perhaps were lifting more than they should have been lifting. Their technique was pretty poor. Or maybe I'd see somebody who looked like a bit like a, a you know, a point dexter, somebody who's watched somebody else lift and they're lifting really light weights and they've got straps to try and help them boost their numbers. And I don't think either of those are great representations of lifting straps. So maybe that's why I had the opinion that I did. You've got the big gym bros or muscle bound dudes who are just lifting ridiculously heavy weights, probably too heavy for their technique or for their form. And then you'd have the people who, on the other side, you know, smaller, the weaker, you know, guys and girls, and they were probably trying to replicate the work and the lifting of these bigger, stronger people. So they probably think, you know, what's the old case of monkey see, monkey do? Is a smaller, a weaker person sees a bigger, larger, stronger, more muscular person using lifting straps, and they make this connection. They draw this thread between I'm weak, I'm not very strong, I'm not where I want to be. Fuck, I look across the gym, and there's this big dude wearing a tank top, or there's this girl who looks really strong and really athletic, great physique on her and she's using lifting straps so fuck if i want to go from where i am to where they are the secret source must be the lifting straps or the figure eight wraps and i want to tell you guys that that's only partially true like training aids like any kind of gym equipment that you use to enhance or assist your lifting is exactly that it is there to assist. It is not the meat and fucking potatoes. 
If you've got terrible technique and you use lifting straps and you think it's going to solve all your problems, uh, you're dead fucking wrong. What it does is it allows you to lift a slightly heavier load. Okay, so if your technique is already average, it's going to just make it look more average. It's going to amplify what you already do. Okay. So as I said, I used to be of the opinion that lifting straps and figure eight wraps were cheating. Okay. If I saw somebody using straps or any weightlifting, you know, gear to help them with the grip side of things, you know, I thought they were cheating and basically that they had a weak grip. And sometimes it was true, but sometimes my perception or my assumption was false. That's right. I admit when I am wrong. And on that occasion, yeah, maybe some people had a valid reason for using lifting straps. And other times, people just use them because their hands, their fingers, their forearms, all of these muscles that support the lifting are weak, but not all the time. So lifting straps, figure eight, figure nine wraps, lifting hooks, should you use them? Yes or no? The answer is, it depends. First thing we need to do is ask the question, why do you want to use them? So do you actually know what these training aids do? Do you know what purpose they serve? Yes or no? Uh, do you know when you should introduce them? And we're going to look at if you should actually use them in your training or if you should steer clear. So what we're going to do is we're going to answer these questions one at a time, super, super simple, uh, to give you an honest look at lifting straps, hooks, etc. things that assist in the gripping of weights, whether it's a barbell, dumbbell, kettlebell, okay? So you can make an informed and educated decision about whether or not you should or should not be using them. So let's dive in and go through these one at a time. I'm doing this in list format to make it very, very simple, okay? Because if you don't understand what this item and what this equipment does, that's a red flag. Like that is a fucking problem. The old saying of, you know, oh, I do it this way because that's how I've always done it. That's just, that's just not good enough. That just tells me there's a complete and utter lack of understanding behind what it is you're doing. All right, so if you don't understand what these items are for, you shouldn't be using them. You need to answer that question before you even go down the rabbit hole of, you know, when and where to use them and which exercise are the best and which ones you shouldn't even touch them with. All right, so let's let's go through that list right now. Lifting straps, figure eight wraps, figure nine wraps, lifting hooks. Do you know what they do? This is what they do in a nutshell. They help to take the emphasis off of the gripping muscles, the hands, the fingers, the forearms, the forearm extensors and the forearm flexors, the muscles on the outside and inside of the lower arm muscles, so that you can work the target muscles harder without your grip becoming the limiting factor. When should you use them? When you reach a certain point, so that's a certain weight, or a particular number of reps that you cannot exceed directly contributing to or caused by your hands, grip, or forearms letting you down, whether it's due to strength and or endurance. Now, should you include them into your training? 
Well, if the target muscle or muscles can keep going, but you have to stop because you can't hold onto the weight any longer safely, yes, you should use and think about buying a pair of figure eight, figure nine straps, lifting hooks, or some kind of training aid to assist in the grip, yes. That's pretty much those answers in a nutshell, guys. But there is one caveat, okay? There's one kind of exception, or there's one thing you should know about lifting straps, lifting hooks, or any kind of assistance for the gripping muscles, and that's this. You should at least have a very good base level of strength and persist with no training aids, no assistance for as long as possible. Build yourself a decent foundation of strength in the fingers, the hands, and the forearms, front and back sides. And the reason is this. Think about how many exercises you do in the gym that require you to hold onto something. Hint, it's a lot. A barbell, a dumbbell, a kettlebell, a sandbag, a ball. Insert any training tool, a cable, a pulley. They all involve you holding onto it. The connection is your hands, is your fingers. So if they're weak as fuck, that's always going to be the limiting factor. So that is not an entry level or me permitting you to say, hey, you've got really weak fingers, hands, forearms. I want you to use lifting straps for everything. Fuck no. Address the problem first and foremost. Then later down the track, when you actually have a good level of strength, you can think about getting even stronger by using those lifting straps. But if you play that card too soon, they will always be the limiting factor. Your fingers, your forearms, your grip, but also your resilience as well. Because like it or not, when you lift heavy weights, uh, it's going to get hard. Okay, Whether it's the hamstrings doing an RDL, whether it's the quads and the glutes when you squat, whether it's your chest when you're doing dumbbell chest press, whether it's your back muscles when you do body rows or one-arm rows or T-bar rows or chin-ups or pull-ups. And again, all of those exercises that I just mentioned involve you holding onto something. So it would behoove you to actually spend some time to develop a base level of strength in those muscle groups before diving into lifting straps or figure eight wraps. Does that make sense? Can you see where I'm going? Again, the answer generally lies in the middle. It's not, I'm not saying it should be a definite no, like I used to say, where somebody would be like, hey, Jesse, what do you think about lifting straps? Nah, don't use them. Nah, that's weak. That's a cop out. Build your strength, build your grip, no matter the cost. And it's not the other avenue where it's, hey, if these things help me a little bit, I should use them all the time. No, because in your day-to-day life, you don't have, more than likely, you don't have a pair of fucking straps or equipment in your pocket to draw from. And again, it needs to be task-specific. The last episode that I did, I talked about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. If you need a strong grip for your work, for your hobby, for your sport, it makes a lot of sense to actually train it. So if you do BJJ, if you do JITS, and you're grappling with somebody and you're grabbing their gi and you're trying to grab their arm, like, where's your lifting straps now? You can't just say, 
hold on, mate. I just got to go get my lifting straps. Let me just tie this around your wrist real quick. They're going to fucking throw you on the ground like a rag doll because your grip is absolutely ridiculously weak. So, you know, don't be that person who has, you know, a wet fish handshake. I want to, if I'm, if I'm meeting somebody, I'm applying a strong, firm grip and it's to display my dominance. I'm joking. Uh, it kind of is. But it is, I find it's a sign of respect, both for yourself to say, hey, I am actually somebody who is confident in my own ability without needing an external training aid to get me there. So have at least that level of strength and endurance in the fingers, the hands, the forearms, the grip. Okay? So I'm going to take this a little bit further so you can understand how to kind of get to that point where you can decide, yes, I need them or no, perhaps I don't need them. Maybe I do need to put in a little bit more time and effort in just building my own strength without uh, without relying on a piece of training equipment. If you're thinking about using figure eight, figure nine, lifting straps or lifting hooks, you first need to understand what a forearm hump feels like when you're doing high rep rows or bicep curls. I've got one of my students at the moment and one of the exercise is, it's right at the end of his program. Okay, so we pick a simple exercise that can be done for high reps at the end of the training program. It's less technically demanding. The weight is low, but the volume is fucking high. One of my students has to do one minute of maximum reps of bicep curls. And at the end of it, I'll tell you what, the bar is, it's an unloaded barbell, but he's going for maximum fucking reps. Bang, curl, curl, all the way up, all the way down. Full flexion, full extension. Get the pump, get the squeeze, get the stretch. Get the pump, get the squeeze, get the stretch. Every rep. After that minute, that barbell feels like 100 fucking kilos. All you want to do is fucking drop it. If you've never experienced a forearm pump before, go and grab yourself an unloaded barbell. Ladies, 15 kilos, gents, 20 kilos, and do one minute, do 60 seconds of as many fucking strict barbell bicep curls as possible. Your arms, your biceps, and your forearms will fucking blow up. It's like you've gone down to the service station and you're trying to fucking pump up your tires with the fucking, you know, the air compressor. That's what it feels like. Your arms inflate, the biceps feel full. There's blood basically being pumped directly into that area and they're just expanding rep by rep by rep, getting bigger, getting larger. And it almost feels like the range of motion is getting shorter, but it's because your arms are getting bigger. Okay, so understand what a forearm pump feels like. You also need, oh, this one here, I cannot stress enough. If you want to think about using uh gripping aids, figure eight, figure nine straps, you have to first learn how to hold onto a bar, a pair of dumbbells or a heavy kettlebell when you are fatigued and when your grip starts giving out. Because there's different levels of fatigue. There's to the point where it's, oh, this is getting hard. And then there's, oh shit, I think I might drop this. And then it's, if I don't fucking concentrate, this is gonna land on my fucking foot. And then there's, right, if I fucking drop this bar, I'm gonna die. Whether it's a barbell bench press, whether it's a deadlift, whether it's a pull, whether it's a push, there's different exercises and there's different levels that are going to test your metal. 
So that is your mental resolve to see out a rep, whether it's for a certain number of repetitions or whether it's for time. A great example of this is the humble farmer's carry. You grab yourself a pair of dumbbells or kettlebells and you take them for a walk. You know, the kettlebells are heavy all day. Get them off the ground, get them some movement and take them for a walk. You will feel quickly or not so quickly how doing something for a prolonged period of time, a lengthy set, impacts the grip. The fingers, the forearms, again, they start to work and it gets progressively harder. The fingers just want to uncurl and all you want to do is let them go. And you've got to convince, the brain has to convince the body, don't drop them, get another five meters, get another 10 seconds, make one more turn, whatever it is. You need to understand how strong you can be when you actually have to dig deep without any assistance or training aids. And that's a skill, okay? And the last thing I'm gonna say is, do a little bit of direct grip training so you get an appreciation for how strong the fingers, the grip, and the forearms need to be when holding a load in your hands. As I mentioned, most movements are going to demand that you hold something in your hands. Even a barbell back squat. Yeah, the bar's resting on your upper back, but you still have to hold the fucking thing with your hands. Otherwise, it's going to slide down your back. You know? Chin-ups. It's your hands that connect you to the fucking bar. Even something like a dumbbell fly. Yes, it's isolating the pecs. We're opening and closing. We're abducting and adducting. The weights go away and then they come back together. So yeah, it's isolation in terms of a chest-specific exercise. But your forearms and your grip are working isometrically the whole time. What that means is they're working non-stop. Just by default, having to hold the weights in the hands. So if the chest has got fucking 15 reps to do, so does the grip. The chest could keep going, but if the grip starts struggling, okay, but the chest has got more to give, hey, hands, fucking buckle up. It's time to fucking go. You're going to have to dig in there and hold on for another three reps. So you've got to do your due diligence and actually do some direct work, I think, as well. So whether it's a farmer's carry, whether it's, you know, you know, like I said, that one minute max rep bicep curl exercise at the end of your training, whether it's Zotman curls where you curl them up with your palms facing away, then you rotate the hands and control down. So you're working the forearm flexes on the up and then the forearm extensors on the way down. That's another great exercise. And it's not just, you know, the forearms on the inside. Okay, it's the forearms on the outside. So you need to train both. Otherwise, you're going to get muscular imbalances, which can lead to either golfers or tennis elbow. So this is where we want muscle balance and symmetry, not just from an aesthetics point of view. You know, guys, this is one of the things as well. If you want bigger looking arms, more defined arms, check out the fucking forearm. Yes, by all means, flex the biceps, get a big peak going on. But what about the fucking forearms? Shake someone's hand and grip on tight and you'll see all of these muscles light up. Again, like I said, if I shake your hand, yeah, it is a sign of dominance. It's a sign of respect. Hey, if someone just grips onto my hand and fucking flops straight back out, that tells me 
This person doesn't look after themselves. This person doesn't care about their physique. This person doesn't care about their strength. This person doesn't care about their fitness. Do you want to know why? Because most exercises in the gym require you to hold something in your fucking hand. If you're going to give me this wet fish of a handshake, that tells me, hey, you don't respect yourself enough to get in the gym to go and lift some weights. So yeah, it's a strength thing. Yes, it'll help you on every single exercise that involves you holding a weight, which is most of them. But also, you get the aesthetics. You see somebody with a fucking forearm pump or vascular arms with veins popping out, that tells me that person has put time and effort into developing themselves. I respect that. I respect that. So don't just take the easy way out and go, oh, my grip's struggling a little bit, Jesse. It's a little bit hard. Okay. I have a process that you know I use with my students. Is it sweat? So is it moisture in the hands? Or is it the actual fact that your gripping muscles can't do anymore? Because if it's just moisture, I'm going to say, go and get your towel, wipe your hands, dry it off on your short, uh, on your shorts or your shirt, and let's go again. If that doesn't work, hey, that's what chalk's for. Moisture in the hands is a byproduct of sweat. Well, fucking duh. But some people confuse the two. They think, oh, I'm finding it hard to hold onto the dumbbell. I'll go and get some lifting straps or I'll just pull them out of my bag and I'll start using them. When in fact, it's got nothing to do with strength. It's got to do with moisture. So don't negate the effect that chalk can have in this um, scenario as well. So bottom line is this, you need to understand what a forearm pump feels like. You need to um, learn how to hold onto a bar tight. So there's a couple ways that I convey this to my students. Um, if you want to build a monster grip at really strong forearms, biceps, and have some vascularity to show for it as well, learn how to apply a great deal of tension to the implement that you're using, whether it's a dumbbell, barbell, or kettlebell. If you're doing a barbell exercise, squeeze the fuck out of the bar. Grip it like you want to hurt it. White knuckle that motherfucker so it basically becomes an extension of you. You're basically trying to melt that fucking bar and squeeze it so tight that all the arms and the fucking forearms and the grip have no choice but to amplify their force production. That's a way for you to build grip strength. That's a way for you to lift heavier weights without the use of those lifting straps, figure eight, figure nine wraps, or lifting hooks. So do you need them in that scenario? Maybe. But if you just grip a little bit tighter, the answer is no. So don't be too quick to go and reach for that training aid. All right. Once you've done that work, then you get an appreciation for how strong the fingers, grip, and forearms need to be, or also can be. Then you can think about, okay, is this actually a limiting factor or not? Once you have done that, once you have put in some time and reps to get a feel for these things, you should be able to lift an appreciable amount of weight. Okay? Now that you know how to grip something hard and long, hey now, uh, that's when you can start to push the envelope. When you get to a point that your grip is working harder than the target muscles, 
or stops them from going further, then introduce straps or wrist straps. You have my blessing. Okay. But that's that's the thing we're looking for is can the target muscles keep going? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, but the gripping muscles, fingers, forearm, extensors, flexors, biceps, etc., if they can't keep going, but the muscles that we're trying to target can, yes, go and use those training aids so you can keep going, so you can get more benefit out of the desired target muscles that we're trying to train. So when you get to a point that your grip is working harder, use the straps. My personal preference is the figure eight wrap. Um, so it's one continuous loop of material and it just looks like the number eight. And basically you put one part around the wrist and you wrap it underneath the barbell and then you reinsert the next part of fabric so it connects you to the barbell is typically where you would use a figure eight wrap, okay? So it basically secures the weight to your hand. Figure nine wraps are slightly different and they are unlooped just like the number nine. So you put your hand through the wrap and it tightens around the wrist so you make sure it's firm at the base. And then you've got this nice long loop and you roll that underneath the dumbbell or barbell however many times until that slack is gone. Okay, so they're probably better suited for something like a dumbbell. But when it comes to kettlebells, I do not recommend you use straps of any kind to assist you. Okay, especially if you're doing proper kettlebell training. So I'm talking hard style kettlebell training when you're actively working on things like swings, cleans, snatches, you know, goblet squats, presses, get-ups, anything like that. Cleans, double cleans, you know, don't use straps or wraps. And the reason for it is there are there are a lot of intricacies that you need from a textual um, textural standpoint, which means that you need to be able to feel the weight. You need to be able to feel the handle. You need to be able to feel where the kettlebell handle is sitting in your hand, so in the palm. Is it high up right at the base of the callus or is it deeper in the hand so it's the lower point of your palm? You need to feel it. You do not want to have your ability to manipulate your hand around the kettlebell due to having lifting straps, okay? You need to be able to move your hand freely in and out of the handle, and you need the bell to rotate around the hand as well. And what it does is it allows you to emphasize the hips and not the hands. That's a big key and a big tenet of uh, hard style kettlebell training. If you're doing swings, it's a hip dominant pattern. I want your hips to do the work. I don't want your hands to do it. Your grip needs to be just firm enough to hold the kettlebell. Okay, so I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. That's kind of um, a bit of a tangent or a bit of a side topic. But the main thing is, uh, and the main ways that I like to use these straps, figure eight straps for barbell, figure nine straps for dumbbell. Um, I haven't used lifting hooks. So I can't really comment on them, but they provide the same kind of um, assistance. The bar or the weight just sits in the hand rather than you having to grip it. Sorry, guys, I'm not really sure what happened there. My audio dropped out. So this is me just reconnecting uh, to round off the podcast here. Um, I hope that gives you some real clarity about when lifting strip uh, lifting straps should be used. Um, 
it's not on an all the time basis. It's very much on a needs basis. And that's what I want you to take away from this podcast is don't feel like whether you're a beginner or whether you're advanced that you need to use lifting straps. You can certainly use them to enhance how much weight you lift and how many reps you perform, but it's not essential. Definitely put in the time and the effort and the due diligence to build the fingers, the gripping muscles as well. But when you get to a point where your grip is actually negatively impacting your ability to work the target muscles or complete the exercise in question, then use them. That's the appropriate time to use figure eight, figure nine straps or anything else that's gonna help you with the gripping side of things. So I hope that gives you an idea of my thoughts on lifting straps and whether or not they're worthwhile. If your grip is the limiting factor that's stopping you from lifting heavier loads, doing more reps or completing the movement for the prescribed duration, yes, use them. If not, toughen up princess, work on actually building some base foundational strength in those areas. But remember, your hands and your grip and your forearms are there to assist you in lifting. So let them do their job. Understand that they are there as synergists or assisting muscles. They are generally not the primary muscle group that we're targeting. So remember that. But if you are doing direct grip training, train them and train them as hard as you possibly can. And you will be all the more stronger for it. So that's my thoughts on lifting straps, guys. Use them, proceed with caution. And uh, yeah, I hope they can help you get stronger in your quest to be the strongest version of yourself possible. If you loved the wake up call, found it entertaining or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.